So last week, as you know, uh, for those of you that were here, um, we started with Proverbs 1, and we just talked about that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I talked about, you know, that's our one move, our one move. It's our one-armed judo judo move. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the podcast. And, um, but it's, it's, it's that one move that you're going to win every time because there's no defense against it that this world can come at you with if you go straight to the fear of the Lord. God, what do you have to say about this? What are you doing right now? If you hit your knees and open the word and ask Holy Spirit to direct you, you cannot be overcome. That's a good word right there, isn't it? And so this week, I want to now step into Proverbs 2, and, um, and I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow, a, I've got a little... Uh, A little outline, and the outline today is if, if, then, then, to, to, so. If, if, then, then, to, to, so. And this is going to be some, it doesn't, it sounds like some sort of like a, some sort of very exotic language, doesn't it? It's like these are from the elders somewhere of an exotic place. And, um, and I I think we can roll with that. So let's just begin with the, uh, the first, the first scripture here in Proverbs Two, starting in verse 1, if. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding. You know, if. If. This is a key right here is if. This, this is how Jesus taught when he was preaching, when he was here and, and walking around and preaching in, in, in the word, then he constantly, didn't, he, didn't, he constantly didn't say to you like, you turn to me or I'm coming after you with a sword. He didn't say, you shall do this. No, he said, if you will do this, if you will follow me, if you will take up your cross, if you choose life, if. That word if is an amazing entry into the reality of God's heart that he's not a God who has come and demanded that we choose him, but he is a God that has come and given us the option to choose him. If is a relational word. If is not a manipulative word. It's not a violent word. It's an invitation. If means that God has said, I don't want to make you do the right thing, I want to create opportunity that you would choose me and therefore choose to do the right thing. Aren't you guys glad that God who has all power is the kind of God that would invite us into an if? That's amazing, isn't it? In fact, one of the things that we see in, 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 in this invitation is, is this opportunity if you will receive my words, if you will receive my words. That's a great word right there. In, in this if, we get the opportunity to receive. Part of this first if is if you will receive. How many of you guys know that that's how we met Jesus, right? The scripture says, this is love. Not that you loved God, but that God first loved you. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not that we first chose him. So the initial, the initial entry into the kingdom wasn't that we went after God and we were like, God, I love you. Hey, God, if you're there, I love you. Hey, God. No, but that God, Emmanuel, came to us in Christ Jesus 
He came to us before we even chose him, and he entered into the big if, didn't he? He's like, I'm going to do all of this. I'm going to come in the flesh. I'm going to pay for the sins of the world and redeem all things. The enemy of God, Satan, came and brought a curse by tricking Adam and Eve and blew everything up and brought in sin and death and brought curses into everything and wrecked the whole flipping world. And Jesus is like, I'm going to come into that world. I'm going to restore the standard of love and righteousness. I'm going to live the life that humanity should have lived. I'm going to die the death that humanity deserves to die. I'm going to rise again, and I'm going to do all of that up front with no guarantee that anyone will necessarily choose me. That's what love looks like. That's a big if on God's part. And the only thing that we need to do to get into that relationship is to simply receive. And here in this proverb, as we're looking unto wisdom, and we know in Proverbs 1 it says what? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of the wisdom is to, the beginning of the wisdom, the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. And what is to fear the Lord is to know him, to know him is to love him. He's amazing. And we get this opportunity to choose him. So when we're talking about all of this, it's totally appropriate for me to say, we're talking about the person of God. If you're going to seek wisdom, you're going to be seeking God. You can't seek wisdom and not end up finding God because God is the creator, the holder, and he is wisdom. You guys tracking with me? And he did all of this up front through Christ to say, here I am, here I am, I'm right here, if you will choose me. And when we chose him, what did we do? We received that free gift of salvation. We received eternal life. We received adoption through Christ. We received a family because he bought us, brought us into the family and bought our way into the family. He redeemed all things. So everything that we started with, we received, Amen. So there's that posture of receiving. If you, if you will receive my words, and then, and then what happens? You notice there's a posture then that immediately says, okay, so if you will receive my words and treasure my commands within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. This whole thing is all about essentially like, like opening yourself up and saying, I will receive everything that you, that you did, Lord. You, you pursued me, and I'm receiving it. Does that make sense? So if you will receive, if you will receive, if you will incline, if you will turn your ear and listen, you're going to hear. So you, you see that posture. And then, it, and then he continues then. So, so we have this, we're, we're, at, we're attentive. We're choosing something. We have power to choose God. So just say that right now. I have power to choose God. I think there's nothing that we're more afraid of than, than this idea of being powerless in this, in this life, right? Like, we've all had times where we've been powerless. There's like nothing worse than that moment. You're like, I feel so powerless right now. Like, I feel like I'm a victim of all circumstances around me, and I'm totally powerless. And I want to give you great news today that God has actually made you in his image, and he has given you some power. And some of the power that you have is that you can actually choose. It's the most important thing in all of the of, in all of creation in all of reality is that you and I have actually been given the power say power, power. to choose we have the power to choose God or to choose something else that's an that's extraordinary power and then he lays it all out there and he says, if you would, then you can receive. So we use our power then, we choose him, and we begin to receive all those things that he's, that he's made available. 
And so it's that beginning part of saying, oh Lord, I'm in that posture, I wanna receive. And then, and then there's a second part though of if. The scripture goes on and it says, if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure. Listen to this, cry, cry for discernment. Hey, hello. That's, you, you notice that? That's an action there. That's not like, right? That's not passive. See, there's an actual, you know, to receive something, there, like you're, you are in a, in, a, in a healthy way, you're sort of healthily passive, right? You're, uh, maybe passive is not the right word, but, but you, you kind of are. It's, it's passive. It's like you need to, you're going to wait. You're going to receive that. Like you're sitting in a bath, you're receiving, you're receiving relaxation, right? There's a, you, you're, you're, you're receiving something that you don't have. So you go into a, a passive part of that. You, it's like inhaling, right? Just, just breathe in right now. <gasps> yeah, that's good. It's good. That oxygen just came into your lungs. You, Whoa, I'm alive. It's like the breath of life. <gasps> what did you do to create that breath? Nothing. You just received it. It's already out there. It's like air. What well, is air? Okay, so you're passively receiving that. But this next if is different. This next, this next if is pursuing. Now you're pursuing if you cry for discernment and you lift your voice for understanding. God, I want to know your ways. I want to, God, tell me how this works. Lord, God, I'm, show me this. How many of you have ever been with a kid, right? Like a young kid, and they're at that age where they just want to learn, man. They're just hungry to learn. You're like, hey, don't touch that. It's hot. Why? Because I turned it on. Why? Because we're cooking water. Why? Because you need to eat. Why? Because you'll die if you don't. Why? <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, right? But they're active, man. They are pursuing understanding. And God is saying as, as we're entering into this relationship with him, with the kingdom, with wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and then as you're doing that, how does it work, Lord? How do I walk with you? How do I be with you? What do the rhythms of my day look like? And, and, the, and the author is telling us, look, this is what it looks like. You're going to receive what, he, what only he can give you and what only you can learn about him from others who are pursuing him, all right? So it's like, you've got to be willing to learn. You've got to be willing to receive. So first of all, if you already know it all, you got trouble there. Receive, receive what he's brought. But then pursue. This is the second part of relationship. This is the second part of you using your power to pursue. And, 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 then, and, there's, and, it's, and it's active. Say that, say active. Yeah, so it's not just laying back like, God, I, I, prayed, I prayed 20 years ago. And it was amazing, but then you changed on me, Lord, like you're so far away now and I don't feel it anymore and it's, you know, and then, but if you begin to look, you may find like, yeah, you received what he did. He pursued you. He did everything he said he would do, but you didn't do the second if. You received, but now you're just passive. Now you're, you're not pursuing him. And this says there's a second part of the if. There's the, if it, let me say it like this. Remember earlier? You have power, right? You have power to choose God. So you can choose to receive and you must. And then if you choose to pursue and you must. 
there's two parts of this. Like in a relationship, okay, I, I love my marriage. I'm gonna use marriage as an example, but really, I'm also gonna just use friendship as an example, not just, I'm gonna use friendship as an example because the only difference between a really great friendship and a marriage is one thing that results in babies. Other than that, they're the same thing. Do you see that? Okay, there's just one thing that makes that one relationship unique, and it's a gift. It's the only thing, though. Everything else, we're, it's a relationship. You're in a friendship, right? So you're in this relationship with someone, and there's an amazing thing about that relationship. You know what it has? It has give and take. It has receiving and pursuing. I remember one time I had a, a strong conversation uh, with a good friend of mine, actually. And, and we were, I'll, I'll tell you this, guys, in relationship, here's an interesting dynamic of relationship. If you have any relationship where there is never pain, you don't have a full relationship yet. If you are in any relationship where there's never pain in the relationship, you don't have a real relationship yet. Why? Because faithful are the wounds of a friend. I'll tell you who's hurt me the most in this whole life. My amazing best friend, Karen. She has wounded me, beat me, kicked me. No, I'm just kidding. No, she's wonderful. But she has wounded me the most, and I have also wounded her. Do you, do you understand this? And they haven't all been on purpose, and it all hasn't been glorious. Thank you, Jesus, for love that covers a multitude of sins. But I want to state my point here is that she's willing to wound my pride. She's willing to wound my stubbornness. She's willing to, to, to come in and say, I love you, and here is what you look like. And I'm like, ah, don't tell me that. I don't want to know. But I do want to know. But how many of you know it hurts, right? It hurts. She is willing to pursue me and to tell me things that I do not want to but absolutely must hear. Are you guys catching this? Now, in your friendships, if you have friends that have never hurt your feelings by telling you the truth, upgrade your relationship in that friendship because they're not being very good friends to you. And if you don't ever do it, you might not be being a very good friend. Because you've got to be active in that relationship. I'm pursuing and I'm receiving. Are you, are you guys seeing this? Now think about this. Have you, you, we've all had those relationships where you found out you're the only one who does all the pursuing and the giving and they do all the receiving and then nothing else. Okay, we've all had that relationship at some time or other. And, you, and after a little while, like at first you're like, this is super great. And after a while you're like, Wait, I just realized that if I don't call this person, they just never call me. If I don't set something up with this person, which usually involves them like putting me off three times because they're so busy doing other things, and then half of the times when we do put something on the calendar, they call at the last minute and say, oh, something came up, I can't make it, and you start realizing like, this is a crappy relationship. Like, this is a one-sided relationship. Like, I do everything, and then they receive everything. How many of you... Think about this for a minute. How many, I think we all have experienced it, right? So I just want to take a minute and when you, when you feel those feelings, I want you to stir up those feelings of what it felt like when you realized you're in a one-sided relationship where you do all the pursuing and all the planning and all the calling and all the doing and they do the receiving and occasionally show up. Take a minute, drum up your emotions. Take the memory. Think of the person. See their face. Don't be bitter, but see their face. Feel that feeling. Just feel it. And when you feel it, raise your hand. I would like you to take a moment and I would like you to consider 
that we do this to God. That we passively wait to receive all the things that he said he would do, and he does, but we do not pursue him consistently. We don't look to do the other half of the relationship, which is to be active in lifting up our voice, seeking him as silver, searching for him as hidden treasure, and that that's a part of our daily rhythm where we are pursuing him. Do you see that? And, and I'm not saying this to make you feel uh, bad about yourself, like, or no, I'm to have a, let me say it like this. I do want you to feel bad about yourself if you're on the wrong side of this, I'm, but I'm not seeking this to shame you. I'm seeking this for each of us to realize like, oh, this isn't a real relationship. And the problem is not on his end. Like there's some dysfunction in our relationship and God's not the one who's dropping the ball. Can you receive that? So there's this part of relationship that God's calling us into. He's saying, if you want to, if, you, if you'll receive my words, treasure my commandments with you, make your ear attentive, and then cry out for discernment, lift your voice for understanding, seek her as silver, and search for her as hidden treasure, then, okay, we're going to get to the then, but this if part is an area where a lot of us fall down, and a lot of us are actually in a crisis of faith, we're having a crisis of faith because we're like, I don't know what happened, but I used to feel really close to the Lord. I used to be very confident in the king and his kingdom. I used to be very confident in the teachings of scripture and, 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 and what have you. And then something happened and I feel distant from him. Like, I don't feel like I'm in love with the Lord like I used to be. I'm not as confident that, that you know, just things weren't where, where they used to be. I feel distant. I feel like he doesn't meet my emotional needs the way that he once did. And, and there's a distance, all right? Well, and I, I would like to suggest to us that where that exists, Exists is in the place where we are not pursuing him anymore. And so, so, so what happens? There's no then. You're not doing the if. So there's no then. If you pursue him, Jesus said, I want you to knock. I want you to seek. I want you to ask because whoever knocks, it'll be open. Whoever seeks will find. Whoever asks, it will be given to them. My father won't keep anything from you. And then he uses the example. He said, how much will the Lord give you the Holy Spirit if you ask for it? How much if you meet with him and he gave us a prayer that's a daily prayer? He gave, remember when they said, teach us how to pray. And he's like, absolutely. Because they're looking at Jesus. They're like, this dude prays all the time. Jesus' rhythms of his day was that he prayed all the time, starting early in the morning, and then he would go through the day, and all through the day there were intervals where he would pray. And they said, teach us how to pray. And he said, all right, I want you to pray like this. My dad, who's in heaven, holy is your name. Give us this day our daily bread. Let your kingdom come, your will be done. But there's, did you catch that? Today, today I, need, I have needs. And today I'm asking that your kingdom come, your will be done. It's a daily rhythm. So when I'm talking about that we need to, in, in the if, in the if, it's if you will receive, get in a place of receiving, but if you will pursue, get, a place, get in the place of pursuing. This is a real relationship. And by the way, daily. This is daily. This isn't like, I pursued him when we were early on, and then, you know, I, I, I attained Christian enlightenment. And now I just am groovy, you know? And you're like, no, you're, you're, you're not. This is an actual relationship. Again, getting back to relationships, friendships that you have right now, how well does that work out for you when you never pursue your friend? You just wait around and receive. Like, how come nobody calls me? 
What, you don't know how a phone works? Right? It's like, I really want to be in com community, but like, I don't know how to be in community. And I agree, you don't know how to be in community, but let me encourage you, it's easier than you think. You pursue people and say like, what are you up to? Like, you guys, we all worship together on Sundays. I'm pretty sure that's not the only time that you gather together to see Christ formed in you. Let's get together and do something. Is there, do you guys get together and study in the week? Do you, do you go pray somewhere? What, what's going on? And they might say, actually, not at all. And you'd be like, wow, that, I got the same problem. Let's solve it together. Let's create some rhythms. Let's meet. Let's, let's meet around a hobby. Let's meet, but let's meet around Christ, right? Let's gather together and see Christ formed in us. You have power to pursue. Do you see this? He who would have friends must be friendly. It's in the Bible. It's, it's, I know, it's like, oh, that's where I'm missing it. So, so God is teaching us these daily rhythms of pursuing him and receiving from him. Can you receive that? And in fact, the, and the fact that he doesn't just come and be like, googly woogly boo choo 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 choo, you need some more milky milky from the daddy, is that you're growing up, he wants real friends. Like, yes, you started out as a baby. There's no other way. You were a spiritual infant, but you're not supposed to stay a spiritual infant. You're supposed to get up and say, good morning, dad. How about I cook breakfast today? How about, how about Lord, here's some things I'm seeking here are some things that I'm pursuing to know you. I'm crying out for this, Lord. I am actively pursuing you. And, and I want to say one more thing, and then I'm going I'm to wrap up with these other points. Um, these are the, these are the, the, the second part of this is going to be the then, then, two, two, so. But I want you to catch the if, if. This is the, the, the if, if. If you, can, if you catch the if, if, the then, then, two, two, so just starts flowing. Okay? The if-if is the real important piece for us. If we will receive, if we will pursue. You know what, guys? We live in an extraordinary time in the, in the world. I shared with you last week that we reached a tipping point where over half of the population of the earth is in the middle class. That's never happened in all of history. Now, there's still more work to be done, but I'm telling you we've reached a tipping point, which is extraordinary. We have more prosperity worldwide than at any other time, more opportunity worldwide than at any other time. I shared this with you last week. Are there enclaves of issues because of civil war and because of, uh, of, of certain uh, problems? Yes, primarily in certain parts of Africa, but even Africa actually is way beyond the tipping point of having extraordinary prosperity and blessing in most of Africa. There are parts of Africa that are having a really hard time, but it's extraordinary what God's doing in the earth, and that's because God said that would happen. His kingdom has come. Now, what this has done, and we live in an amazing nation here where we have extraordinary wealth. Even those of us that would be considered poor uh, in, in, in standards of America um, are richer than the, the kings of ancient days. We have indoor plumbing. We have clean running water. Most of us have a vehicle and we have discretionary spending where we can go out and be like, I'm gonna go catch a movie. You have more information available to you than ever before. You can just Google something. Before you had to like go find the wise men and hear a whole bunch of things and maybe you could afford to have a library. Just the fact that we can have, well, the fact that we can read is extraordinary. Like we're so wealthy. Now here's the point. We live in such an extraordinary time right now that our current moment 
And this is a problem of success, but it does need to be overcome. It's the right kind of problem. But our current moment, we are so wealthy in time, in leisure, and in health, and in all of these things that many of us are entertaining ourselves to death. And we have actually become passive in many different ways. I think I shared with you last week, more people at this time die from obesity than from malnourishment. That's a fact. That's from the World Health Organization. In the world, more people die from obesity and issues dealt with overeating than die from undereating. That's extraordinary. That's a problem of success, guys. You have a choice on the one hand. What's the point? The point is that one of the challenges that we have is that we're used to having a passive approach to life. And we bring that into our spirituality and what we end up finding ourselves doing is we're waiting passively for God to do something, waiting for him to make us feel better emotionally right away, spontaneously. That's another part that's wonderful, huge blessing of success, right? You're in the drive-thru. It's like, what is taking so long? This is terrible. I've been in this drive-thru for seven minutes. Call this fast food. Well, (laughs) you read in the Bible, do you remember when... uh, a guest would come and they'd say, no, please, don't go on the trip. Have a meal with us. And they're like, all right, we'll stay, but we're in kind of a hurry. And they're like, quickly, go and kill the fatted calf. And they would. They'd go kill, kill a live animal. That does not happen quickly to go from to dinner. That was fast food, was that you ran out and caught the cow. Are you with me? So we have this expectation that if, that if, that, that God is at our beck and call and that we can take this passive approach to him bringing us the things that we need emotionally, spiritually, etc. And we expect it to happen like that. But that's not how he operates because he's forming Christ in us. It's much more valuable than an instantaneous thing that's going to happen. And he's forming things in the time between. That's why we have to cry for discernment and lift our voice for understanding and seek her as silver. Did you catch that? If you're seeking something, okay, if you're looking for silver, you don't do that by just walking outside and being like, hey, if I see any silver on my way to Safeway, I'll make sure and pick it up. If you're seeking silver, you need to go start digging in the ground. And then you got to melt it out of the rocks. Does that sound passive to you? And God is saying, relationship with me involves actively pursuing and seeking me daily. But he says, but then you will find me. But it's not instantaneous. And I want to I I set us free right now, beloved, amazing, rich, problems of success people. The fact that things don't happen instantaneously is not a negative thing. It's the reality of seeking the king and his kingdom. He's not going to give you the emotions that you want right up front just because you prayed. He's going to give you peace, but it might not happen the moment that you pray for it. You might not feel peaceful, but he's already sending peace. You might, are you with me? And because part of the relationship involves us pursuing him. I've gotten in fights with Karen before, and I'm not saying you're in a fight with the Lord, but it's amazing that after I say I'm sorry, it doesn't mean that trust has been fully restored yet. Like, we don't go from, I just stomped on your toe, to, you feel like a kiss? There's some time in between. 
because it's a real relationship. Do you understand this? And, and yet when it comes to God, I think it's lost on many of us that if it doesn't have instant, happen instantaneously, we actually start doubting the relationship. And I want to encourage you today, you have no reason to doubt the relationship. You just need to keep pursuing and know that he'll respond. Can you receive that? So if you do these things, if you receive and if you pursue, then, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright and he's a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and he preserves the way of his godly ones. See, when we get these ifs, immediately, then he's responding now. He's, he's actually establishing this in us as we do that. And by the way, as you're pursuing God, this is where he's, in that moment, he's already performing these things in you. You see, part of the stability that we can walk in is that there's a maturity emotionally for us. You guys, there's no such thing as spiritual maturity apart from emotional maturity. They are one and the same. That's why he doesn't just instantly give you good feelings every time you pray. That's why he doesn't just instantly like pull you out of having to walk through suffering and walk through hard things because he's actually forming Christ in you because suffering is part of how he forms Christ in us. So he's actually forming this while you pursue. When you're feeling nothing but still walking towards him and pursuing him because you love him, he's creating a depth of character and an emotional stability in you that looks like Jesus and it's absolutely valuable and it will only be formed in those times where you're pursuing and feeling nothing. They actually pass more quickly than you think but I just wanna let you know that if you're in that moment where it's time for you to pursue, you're in that interval of pursuit and you're feeling a thing and you're wondering like, is this even working? You know, like is this God thing actually happening or did I like lose my faith somewhere? I'm telling you, no, you're right on track, keep pursuing. This isn't about how you feel in this moment. This is about God forming Christ in you and giving you the ability to have sound wisdom and integrity and to understand the paths of justice and he's preserving you. Can you receive that? Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. In Proverbs 1, we just saw that fools hate understanding. Fools hate correction. Fools hate getting knowledge. They don't have time for that. And here it says, if we pursue the Lord, if we receive from the Lord, then we actually begin to have it, the wisdom enter our heart and knowledge starts to become pleasant to our soul. We've shifted from being foolish and actually hating instruction to now we actually like it. It's pleasant. We're like, tell me more. Like, I'll go to Karen. I do. I go to Karen and I go, give me the sandwich. You guys know what the sandwich is, right? Encouragement, correction, encouragement. It's called the encouragement sandwich, all right? Encouragement, correction, encouragement. Tell me two things you like and one thing I need to change. And she does. And I want to know it because I can't see myself. Last service, I went really fast. And before this service, then Jason came up and said, with all respect and love and honor, and he gave me an allergy pill. Because I get really hyper when I forget to take an allergy pill. And I wasn't hurt at all. I was like, oh, dude, thanks, man. 
Why? Because I am a wise man. I'm not no fool. I want some instruction. I want correction. I want this to be helpful. I don't want to be talking so fast that you just leave being like, well, that was fun. I don't remember a thing what it was, but he made a lot of jokes, right? We need to be able to receive correction, and it comes in very real-time, practical ways. So, so as you're going through this pursuit, you're receiving from the Lord and you're pursuing the Lord, he's making knowledge pleasant to your soul. Discretion is guarding you. Understanding is watching over you. It's actually being formed in that time and you're finding it. Amen? Then we get to the two. What does it do? If we do this, if we do this, then he does this, then he does this. What does it produce? To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of unrighteousness, I mean of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who delight in doing evil, they rejoice in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. I, I remember I worked at one point with a man, he was so vile, and he didn't even know it, he didn't know the Lord, but he, what he would brag about was how he absolutely manipulated and slept with women that week. And he'd be bragging about it at work and it would just like break my heart. I just, I have six sisters. I just wanted to strangle them to death, you know? But, but, but the other people that were there were like, that guy's awesome. Like, wow, man, that guy's really doing well. Really doing it right. Really getting what he needs out of this life. And I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. But you know, the truth is, apart from God, I'd be exactly the same way. I'd be like, hey, it's all a game, you know? It's all a game. This is, this is what I'm playing for. I won this week. But when we seek the Lord, when we're, when we're receiving from him and when we're pursuing him, suddenly then we see those things for what they are, right? And we go, well, that's not cool. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not winning, right? You guys with me? Charlie Sheen, right? Winning. No, he's not winning, is he? He's not winning. Let me continue. That we, that we don't end up in those crooked paths and those devious ways. That we don't give in to, or to um, materialism. Like right now, America is a total consumer nation. It, it is. Like, it's a total consumer nation. And, and materialism is king. Like, when you look at people, they may be living a wicked, horrible life that's completely about them, but others are like, man, I wish I was like them. Look how huge their house is. Like, look at, they got like two cars, and then they've got like their car collection. And I'm not against wealth. I'm just saying that when wealth owns you, that's called materialism. And, and, and they live for that God. Are you with me? But, if, but without him, then, then we get on there like, is something wrong? Like, I've only got one extra room in my house and they've got five extra rooms. I'm not winning anymore. Well, as we do this, you start to go, no, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not of this world. Does this make sense? So, so and, and there are myriad other examples that I don't need to, to give you because you have a brain and you'll figure it out. To deliver you also. So the first one is, the first one is, what does he do? He delivers you from the enemy and from worldliness. The spirit of this world. The spirit of this world. This lawlessness that goes on in, the, in this world. Right? And the second thing that he delivers us from is sexual sin. He delivers us from corrupt relationships and sexual sin. If you will pursue him, if you will receive from him and seek him and go after him daily as a part of your rhythm, you'll be delivered from the foolishness of this world and also from the entrapment of broken sexual relationships. 
And that's what it says, to deliver you from the strange woman, from the adulteress who flatters with her words. And, and now, now he's using a woman as an example because he's talking to his son here, but that just as easily says to deliver you from the strange man and from the, <laughs> the, the, the man who flatters with his words. This is that broken sexual relationship that says, hey, this is what it's about. And now you don't even have to be with the person, you just dial it up. Same thing. It's the entrapment of taking the gift that God has given of sexuality and then doing it in a way that's outside of the gift that God gave it. And you know what it does? It absolutely entraps you. And it's one of the best baits out there because God gave us this as a gift and when we take it outside of how he wants to apply it, it rather than creating life, it actually destroys ours. Destroys our ability for relationship. Leaves the companion of her youth, forgets the covenant of her God. Her house sinks down to death. Her tracks lead to the dead. None who go to her to return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. When we, when we step into those addictive behaviors, be it through pornography or be it through a broken relationship or be it through adultery or leaving your spouse because you're like, I'm not feeling it anymore. Maybe, this, maybe, maybe a different woman or man is gonna, is gonna make it better. All of those things, they lead that you don't return again from that, they lead, to, they lead away from the path of life. But if, if, if we receive him, if we pursue him, he actually protects us from that and he's constantly forming Christ in us and those things don't appeal. They look as foolish as they are and you have power to do that. And finally, finally, it ends to say this, so you will walk in the way of good men and keep to the paths of the righteous. So you will walk in the way of good men, keep to the path of the righteous. The upright will live in the land. The blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land. The treacherous will be uprooted from it. You know, you watch foolish people and it's amazing how they, they have a foolish end, don't they? It's so, it's so sad and horrible to see how many times that those who would seem to have worldly success but didn't build on the kingdom and didn't pursue the Lord end up ending their own life shortly, short-circuiting their life, blowing up their own wealth. You see it again and again and again that those who live in the ways of the enemy and the world, whether it be in ignorance or arrogance, their end isn't good. And it doesn't take the Lord to come in and smack them. Life smacks them because you do reap what you sow unless you repent and turn to the Lord and then he he actually intervenes. Thank God, there's mercy. But as for us, it says this, so you will walk in the way of the good. You will walk in the way that is good. You will walk in the way of good and keep to the paths of the righteous. This is, this is, the, this is the reality of what we're doing. And I just want to invite you in today to remember that these are daily patterns that, that you're receiving and pursuing the Lord every day. That when you wake up in the morning, you receive from him and you pursue him. And then as you go through your day, you're continuing to be aware of what you just read this morning in the scriptures and, and you're waiting and you might have felt nothing. You might hardly even remember what you read this morning, but you made room for it. You pursued it. And even though you're like, I was searching for silver, but it just seemed like a lot of words in a book right? But my heart was in the right place. Like I was trying, but I felt nothing. Not even sure I caught anything. But then later in the day, Holy Spirit's working. And later in the day, that thing comes up and you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then at lunchtime, you take a moment and you bow your head and say, God almighty, thank you for this food. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done. And remind me that I'm on track with you and you receive and you pursue. And then through the day again, you're on. You're rolling with him and you're building the kingdom. And at dinner, you're thanking him for the righteousness and the goodness of Christ.
and the food that you're eating and you're praying over your family and you're sharing testimonies. Why? Because you are one who pursues and receives from the Lord. You're saying, yes, I choose. I choose the Lord today if, if I'm doing that part. Are you with me? And as we do this, we have absolute um, guarantee from the Lord that he is responding to us and will carry us through every good time and every bad time, every easy time and every hard time. But we know that he will preserve our life and in the end, he will redeem all things. Amen? Amen. Well, just stand up for a minute if you would. I want to pray for you. And the prayer servant team is going to come forward for those of you that would like more prayer. And um, can you receive this word? Was this helpful for you today? Lord Jesus, I want to ask that, uh, I want to ask that we would respond to this word today, Father, with a renewed sense of purpose and confidence that we're not powerless. I pray for all of those that have found in this, in this scripture today that maybe we've been re- receiving, but, but we haven't been pursuing. Lord, would you stir us up? And, and we, we want to make a change, Lord, today that we're going to purpose now to, to, to begin to pursue you. For those of us that have been pursuing, Lord, but we, we haven't ever stopped to receive. We've become really good at, our, at our, our daily liturgies. You know, we've been really good at Bible reading and Bible studies and meeting with people and doing all that, but, but we actually have made our lives so busy, we don't have any space or even an expectation to receive from you, Lord. We just repent from that and ask that we would make space in our, in our time, those empty spaces, Lord, those times to wait on you and receive from you and not give you something uh, all the time, but to remember that we need you to give to us. We make room for that. And in all these things, we just say, Lord, let Christ be formed in us. We submit our lives afresh to you today. And we ask, God, that you help us to not just be hearers of these words, Lord, but that we would do them. And, and enjoy the reward of your presence and your blessing. In Jesus' name, bless us, we ask. Amen.